Okay, let's do the fun stuff first. All the music is different. If you're looking at the bulletins on your phones, make sure you get one of the supplemental music sheets that is printed out. All the words will be on the screen. So either get a music sheet or the screen. Last night I was inspired by a movie yesterday. So I changed everything. Even the sermon today is different than it was before four o'clock yesterday. So uh, a, a, whole, a whole lot of difference today. All the music today and composed by Harry Chapin. And um, we're going to have a good time today. I wanted to have a fun sermon. So speaking of fun news, I keep alluding that there's work going on. And I keep alluding that the committees are doing things. I, today I can allude to you to pray very hard for July I want you to pray very hard for July 11th. Now, I want you to know I'm going to use the word target date, and I need everyone to remember that targets can move. But that is our target date to be inside. We have, I have a dear friend who will be inside on the 4th of July, and I'm going to talk with him throughout the week about things that they saw as hiccups so that we can have a little bit less hiccups here. And I, I, I have to say this, we've been outside so long, and then it didn't feel right to not be outside on the 4th of July. So I really wanted to have an outdoor 4th of July service. So July 11th, I can tell with you and, and through phone calls and, uh, and working things out, um, again, it's the target, and remember, targets move. I, I know that very few of us like pre-recorded music, including me. That's going to hopefully change on July 11th as well. That's the target date that Jen and I talked over for Jen to come back. Jen has a very hectic June, including pray, pray for a, a significant wedding anniversary that they are going to go on a trip for. And I wanted, when I get her back, I, I need her. trip in. So uh, there's a lot of really cool things that are going to happen on July 11th. So I know I'm, I know I'm the redundancy police, so I'm going to be redundant. And I will also share with you, I only share this from what I know right now. And I need to share this with you based on the rules and standards and expectations as I know them right now. When, when we go back inside, we, we will still have a, a mask requirement but we'll be back inside. We'll have some social distancing set up too, but we'll, we'll move one more step closer to back to normal. So please pray with the trustees. The trustees will meet Wednesday to talk over this a lot. Church council has been talking. Church council has been looking at our return paperwork and praying over stuff that we wrote back last September we may not need to do anymore. And we've already found some things that is showing the progress that we've gone through with the vaccinations and, and so forth. So I, I have been strengthened and encouraged by looking at work we felt that was necessary in September and say, we don't need to do that anymore. So we're, we're moving slowly but surely forward. And if you could pray for July 11th, and, and again, I can only speak from what I know right now. We'll be back inside with masks and, and social distancing. 
but we'll have that one more step forward of progress. So keep over the prayers for that for me. Okay, as we're praying, let's, let's open this in prayer. Precious and loving God, be with us. Move with us. Stir our hearts, Lord. Move us through this music. In your son's precious name, I pray. Amen. And as I prayed, I remembered one more announcement. If you're on trustees, we meet um, Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And it'll be, it will be over Zoom. I'll get that code to you, Ray. Please enjoy our centering music. the screens or your QR codes or so forth. Let's join together in our opening call and response. This will be done today in unison. 
we look to the rulers of this earth for leadership, wisdom, and strength. We look to these bodies of ours for st stability, fulfillment, and joy. We look to families and friends for love, compassion, and hope. When rulers betray, when bodies fail, when families disappoint, God offers another place to look. God will guide us. God's Spirit will sustain us. Christ will welcome us home. Come, my brothers and sisters, we are all God's family now. And again, as I, I shared in before the service, and if you weren't here to hear the announcements, all of the songs today and, and the references in our sermon are, are songs written by Harry Chapin. When I look up, what should I see? It should be a rainbow on the far horizon, stretching towards eternity. When I look out, what should there be? The sun burning across my blue sky, Shining down its light on me Oh, surround me like your season Why don't you rock, rock me in your street? right back to me when I look out I look out what should there be spirit on a mountain top bringing everybody peace oh surround me like your seasons and why don't you Gospel.
and it's one of my favorite movies to show during the Easter season. During the 2020 Easter season, I tried to show it over Zoom with very little success. Sometime in the next few weeks to, to, to show it again. I don't have to wait for Easter to show a movie. We, we had a great time here yesterday with a handful of friends watching a, a movie about the life of Harry Chapin. And um, I look forward to showing the Cotton Patch Gospel and then Maybe sometime for the kids, we'll watch a Marvel movie or, or something soon, but we'll have a, a great time for that. So I'm going to distract the, the Burtons from their crafting sticks for a moment as we move in this children's time. And I, I want everybody else to listen to the pastor kind of do this. This is going to be on the internet. So I'm going to tell you a story. Once upon a time, your mom had a family name, and it's different than the name that she has right now. It's her family name was the one that your grandma and grandpa have. And then one day, life came along, and she met some weird guy, and she said, that guy's pretty cool. I might want to be a, adopted into that family and then share that family name, too. And on that day, your mom's name changed, and she took on a new family name. And when she took on that name, she told your dad, wow, you're pretty cool. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So we have a family name. And sometimes our family names change for different reasons. We have dear friends that get adopted, and when they get adopted, they choose to change their family name because of who loved them to, to adopt them in our family. We have a, a really cool family name that we all right here, we all share it. It's Christian. We have a family name that we are all brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. When you hear my sermon in a minute, Jesus goes all these people and he's going to share with them who is my brother and who is my sister and who is my who is my dad. So when Jesus says that, he's not saying he doesn't like his mom, and he doesn't like his brothers and sisters. He's not saying that. But what he's saying, all these people that we love so much that we want to take on and have a shared family name, and that shared family name is Christian. So when you feel lonely, and there's no people that share your last name, because I'm not saying it because my voice is on the Internet, but... Sometimes if you feel lonely and there's not people that share your last name, there's people that share your other family name, and it's Christian. And you can have people to turn to that will help you feel better and remind you that you're very important. Cool? All right, let's join together in prayer. Precious God, we thank you for sisters who help us out. We pray for the share in the times that we feel spirit remind on. There's always let's join together in prayer. Send your spirit of wisdom.
and beauty in everyone we meet and every lesson you teach. Amen. And as we continue in our attitude in prayer, let's turn together in the prayer that Jesus Christ taught us. On, on earth as it is in heaven. Our trespasses, as we to trespass against us, and not to take from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Before we move forward in the in the time I was talking about taking on a new name but this family was so important to both people they changed they both changed their last name to a combined sort of like a benefer of of their last names and it I, that was the coolest thing that I've ever seen happen that they were able to acknowledge the importance of both families and they didn't one didn't take the other's names they combined their last name into a new last name that celebrated the importance of both communities. That that was my, Drew just got distracted. In a dark valley And the mist is falling like rain One light In a dark valley And I'm alone again One light in a dark valley And I am all alone One light In a dark valley Is all I can call my own One light in a dark valley And the darkness is moving about One light in a dark valley And now that light has gone out No light in this dark valley Nothing but the darkness and me No light in this dark valley For all 
Christian. We are the brothers and sisters of Christ. We are forgiven by grace. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Mark chapter 3, verses 20 through 35. Jesus accused by his family and by the teachers of the law. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He is out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, He is possessed by Beelzebub, and by the prince of the demons he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? And if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come, and in fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying, He has an impure spirit. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mothers and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and my brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in the circle around him and said, Here are my mothers and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. Thank you, God, for this blessed word. Amen. So the first thing that you'll see, especially if you're looking on bulletins or on the QR bulletins, the sermon is quite title is different. We're going to talk about being crazy enough to try today. And what a to have a spirit of people and, and living examples of individuals who want to go out and make radical differences in the world. So many people, and I've looked at these people, everyone from Dr. King to the Stonewall advocates to everyone that has stepped forward in some way to be a visual difference in something that they don't like. I've always looked at these agencies of change as inspiration, and today I get to share with you my hero. I'll share with you, we get introduced to people in so many unique ways, and my introduction to Harry Chapin happened so many years ago riding around in a car with my dad. And unlike my children, when I was in the car with my dad, my dad had control of the radio. Now, thankfully, my oldest daughter likes groups like the Foo Fighters and Green Day and Fall Out Boy, so I can go along with her taste of music. My dad couldn't go along with mine, but 
I got to go along with his and the blessing that came along when I started to hear the story songs of Harry Chapin. I always liked musical theater and I always loved shows like Sweeney Todd and Godspell and Jesus Christ Superstar. I always liked music that told stories. And Harry Chapin not only wrote story songs, but he wrote story songs that sometimes that went on for 15 and 20 minutes. His most famous song, Cats in the Cradle, thankfully only lasted three minutes and it gave him a number one record that he was able to profit on the rest of his career. But it's not his music that changed my life. I began to become so interested and intrigued in the story songs of Harry Chapin that when I went to college, I wanted to know more about the person. I wanted to learn if he wrote any musicals. And I learned about the night that made America famous in the Cotton Patch Gospel and got to see another extension of these story songs in a visual platform as people performed these songs and gave them imagery. I also learned a very interesting thing, and this is where we're going to start to tie everything into the sermon, into the scripture. There was this time before that Harry Chapin started to write songs, he wanted to be a, a movie director. And he traveled to Ethiopia and filmed a movie about famine. He had already previously been to Africa where he filmed a movie called The Eternal Champions. It was a boxing movie. It actually was nominated. It didn't win, but it was nominated for an Academy Award. And both of his trips to Ethiopia and, and Africa itself, he saw hunger and hurt everywhere. And his heart began to be, as our founder John Wesley would say, his heart began to be strangely warmed over a worldwide need that didn't make sense to him. The need of hunger and hunger relief and how that people that have a lot should step out and do for the people that have little. So he comes back home and this is where Harry Chapin's life begins to intertwine with the scripture. So let's look at this scripture. And the first thing that we see is we see Jesus Christ, who is already popular, who already has been seen. And there's people that are both following him around because they are interested in the message that he's sharing. And there are people who are following him around who are worried that Jesus Christ is going to extract power from them. And they want to be everywhere he is, and they want to get into every event that he's doing, so much that we get to the scripture. Jesus Christ and his followers can't even sit down to eat dinner without someone coming over to challenge him, to put and one, try to get him to falter in his message, and two, try to get him to say something that will make his message unimportant. One of the things that happens when a person with celebrity begins to advocate for something, everyone that doesn't like what they're saying begins to look through their Twitter feed to see if there's anything to say back about them so they can discredit character and never actually have a conversation over the need. Now, Twitter didn't exist when Jesus Christ was around, but the teachers and, and the, the scholars of the temple did who were maybe profiting from their abilities to be faith leaders, and they didn't want Jesus Christ to take that away. So we see these people come over and challenge Jesus Christ and challenge his message. And Christ is able to stand up 
and respond in such a way that he is able to maintain the strength and stability of his message and be able to begin one moment where he is trying to turn the conversation on a challenge into a teaching moment. That's one of the beautiful things that Jesus Christ always had the ability to do. Jesus Christ both knew he was having a conversation with the individual challenging him and everybody standing around listening. So Christ always knew what he said next had to both answer the question and teach others what's next. As I began to hear and learn more about the life of Harry Chapin, I began to learn about things that he was a part of that became him answering the challenge of worldwide hunger as well as teaching others what it means to go out and in his words, living our life to the fullest and our lives are never lived so full as we are caring for the needs of others. He met this priest, this pastor named Bill Ayers, and Bill Ayers had had a radio show and he had already been an advocate and he had the know-how and the understanding of what it meant to go out and address the needs of hunger throughout the world. He just didn't have the notoriety or the voice to share it. As Harry Chapin and Bill Ayers began to develop a, a friendship, they began to help each other in such a way that they were able, one, to both use their inspiration to go out and to care for this worldwide need of famine and hunger, and to use one's know-how and the other's loud voice to make it visible for other people. They had this idea at one point, both as a response to the challenge of hunger and a teaching moment to the greater world, they wanted to do a large-scale concert that would raise funds for worldwide hunger. Unfortunately, one day driving on the Long Island Expressway, Harry Chapin passed away from an automobile accident and he didn't get to see the reality of that challenge come through true but through the assistance of Harry Belafonte and Bob Geldof, there was this thing called We Are the World that happened. That was sparked by a conversation of two men who had a desire to challenge world hunger. Let's get back into the scripture. We have this imagery of Jesus Christ sitting around with the disciples and Jesus Christ is challenged once again. And Jesus Christ knows that there will come a day because Christ knew the fulfillment of his mission would be the death, burial, and resurrection. Well, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Christ knew that his death, burial, and resurrection would one day leave it so that those following him would have to pick up the torch and continue the message. And Christ began to empower them by asking, answering another challenge with a teaching moment. Your family's here to take you away. And Christ said, who is my family? Now, Christ wasn't challenging his relationship with his family. He was informing that those who were following with him and following the path that was being laid forth, you're my family. And yes, I have a mom and a brother and a sister, and he had two dads, but he also had all of these followers who 
were learning, who were following, who were participating, and they became a part of the family. I think about that frequently, and I have this picture sitting on my desk in my office. It's the inscription that's on Harry Chapin's gravestone, and we're actually going to have this song as the last song of the day. It's this challenge of the world, and it reminds me that I'm not just a family with the one who wanted to fight hunger throughout the world, but I'm the family with the one who came to save the world. And it's the phrasing on Harry Chapin's gravestone says, if a person tried to spend their time on earth to prove before they died what one person's life could be worth, I wonder what would happen to this world. Jesus Christ is in this teaching moment, and he's challenging the disciples around him, saying, you are my family. He's challenging the challenge by teaching. And that's something that I hope that we all remember and see. It's the teaching moments between Bill Ayers and Harry Chapin that started the Long Island Cares and the World Hunger Year that still gives food, not just in Long Island and New Jersey, but all around the world. It's the teaching moments that happen here at North Coast United Methodist Church that we still participate with the Interfaith Shelter Network with Head Start North County and now with the backpacks for the hungry kids. It's all these teaching moments that we see that we can be a part of the greater kingdom and we can have our place as servants changing the needs. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Christ could have been overwhelmed with this challenge from the scribe, from the teacher. But there's one thing that I hold on to whenever I feel, feel overwhelmed and I feel like I can't do anything. I actually doubt my place in the kingdom. I go back to the words of my hero. When in doubt, do something. Don't just sit still, but be empowered by the Spirit to go out and change. So the children's message was about inheriting names. So I'll end the sermon this way. When Jesus Christ stood up to share with those around them to answer the challenge, and he said, who are my brothers and who are my sisters? These are my brothers and these are my sisters. When you feel in doubt, remember, you are the brothers and sisters to the Prince of Peace, and we are children of the King. I want you to remember that. And I'll, I'll share this as another fun side note. If you ever want to know how important Harry Chapin is to me, ask Molly what her middle name is. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Oh, my gracious. As we move into our time of communion, we remember the ways that Jesus Christ taught. As we move into our time of communion, we remember the ways that Jesus Christ answered challenges as an instructor and a caregiver and a provider. On the night in which Christ gave himself up for us, he took a teaching moment. He took the breads of Passover and he held it above his head and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. As often as you eat it, do it in remembrance of me. And on that same evening, he took the cup and he shared the cup and he passed it with those around him and said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my covenant for you now and forever. 
as often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. Today, as we take this example of a teaching moment, I hope that we live it in a way that it becomes a living moment, sharing the reality of Jesus Christ with those around us. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Gather these gifts and gather your people that we may be your family upon this earth, a blessing the families far and wide. Amen. So as we hear this song, we'll, we'll hear a couple of things that also relate to the sermon. There's definitely a response to a challenge in this when that our leaders don't do what we feel that they should be doing. There's also a call and response in this song of when we know whose family we are a part of, that we stand in the blessed assurance of hope and love. Please enjoy this song. Oh, well, I wonder, yes, I wonder, what would happen, what would happen to this world, well, I wonder what would happen to this world. time on earth and prove before he died what one man's life could be worth well i wonder what would happen to his world and if a woman she used a lifeline as something more than some man servant mother wife time well i wonder what would happen to his world oh well i wonder Yes, I wonder yes, I what would happen, what would happen to this world. Well, I wonder what would happen to this world. As I look around me, there's some strange things. There's muggers and there's jugglers, and we are led by clowns. If an answer ever found us, would we change things? Or are we just a people rotten, ready for the ground? If our future lies on the final line, are we brave enough to see the signals and the signs? I wonder what would happen to this world. We see the people, we see them marching down. Do we join the parade or do we die and turn around? Well, I wonder what would happen to this world. Oh, well, I wonder. Oh, yes, 
This is a song that needs no explanation Jubilation And this is a song I hoped that time would bring Jubilation This is a song I call my jubilation Jubilation And it feels so good all I got to do is sing And everybody say
like to have the opportunity to get to know you, please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.